Hey there, skips and skipperettes uh, all across the fruited plains of the wild and crazy internet lands. Uh, welcome back to Tales from the Jungle Cruise. Hey, it's episode 20. We're going to finish up our uh, chat with skipper Greg Riley, who was my training buddy in our time at the Jungle Cruise. Wanted to give you a heads up that uh, it's vacation time, and I'm headed off to the uh, amazing sights and sounds of Seattle, Washington. Going to be interviewing a few of my uh, ex-skipper friends while I'm up there, but I am taking a little time off away from the podcast. So we should be back in about two or three weeks. We'll give you a heads up on the Facebook and Twitter. You can find us at Skipcast, S-K-I-P-C-A-S-T on Twitter, and over at Facebook at Facebook.com slash Jungle Cruise, C-R-E-W-S. We've had a great run this season, and we appreciate all of the support and love that you guys have given us. Please feel free to pass us on to your Disney-loving friends, and we'll be back in a couple weeks to give you more of the jungle goodness. So have a great time. I will be uh, looking forward to getting back to you with more entertaining podcasts, and uh, we will see you soon. Kungaloosh, my friends. as we're talking about economy and <laughs> so much about. fun so much hey fun. Did, did you meet uh, did you meet your wife at disney i forget is that i didn't meet my wife at disney we actually uh we met in in high school uh, and we didn't start dating till college and then we didn't start we actually didn't get married until grad school but um but during that time she actually did work for the parks as well in fact she worked at storybook land and yeah that, that's what i was remember that's what i was remembering was that she was there as well so yes so it's kind, of, it's kind of neat to have, you know, your significant other sort of be that personal live journal that you're, you know, you can go back and, and hear her experiences, you know, in a different part of the park. And she can jump on Skype, too, if she's around. Tell her to tell her. to. <laughs> she's not available. Oh, time, darn it. But, but maybe another time. We'll do it for our we, we did a Valentine's one last year with a couple of uh, skippers who had fallen in love in the park and oh. the experience of dating within the park and all that good <laughs> stuff. So that that was crazy. That whole it's good that you had a relationship with that thing because that really takes a lot of the pressure of working there off of you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That Disney dating thing is crazy. It is crazy. So, hey, what was um, was there any anywhere in the park you wish you could have worked that you didn't have a chance to? Yeah, I always wanted to be after after all after Jungle Cruise. Definitely, I wanted to be a Dapper Dan. That's did that's you? one of the yeah. I, to this day, that's if I ever get a chance, I, I still want to at least audition for that. I didn't know you were a singer. Absolutely. See, it's I, it, it's funny because with me, they would have had to rename it the Chubby Dance. <laughs> and I just don't think they were willing to do that. You never know. Anything's possible. Yeah. No, I, I always respect uh, what they do. It's fun. I, have you have you seen the Dapper Dance in the last few years? I I have stayed pretty well connected. I, I do uh, I do watch uh, some yeah. of them on on YouTube, and I saw some of their boy band. And, and that was project. that was the really funny thing was they started doing some modern music in in the barbershop style. 
Yeah. In the four part style. It's it's impressive. It's great when they can, you know, when they find that they really hit it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, so. I was I was definitely impressed. So this is coming out um, since we're it's actually one of the few times where I'm almost caught up with my backlog of posting where we're actually posting tomorrow. Um, you know, this has been a, a rough two or three weeks with the Disney resorts. And I by no means do I think you're an expert, but I, I just want to put some of this info out there on the podcast and kind of talk my thoughts about it. And you're please jump in. This is very much a dialogue. Um, of course, we had the the incident in Toontown last week. Uh, with the ODV cast member who did you, did you hear about this? Did I you, did. Yes. Uh, ODV cast member who um, put some dry ice in some uh, Coke bottles and had one explode in his uh, ODV vehicle after he had left for the next person. And then another one went off in a garbage can and uh, they evacuated Toontown. I'm, I'm sure anyone listening to this podcast probably has heard the details of it. Um, you know, it's, it's, more than the actual thing that happened was my concern was the reaction. Mm. Um, because unfortunately the next day they had an incident in Orlando where someone found a loaded handgun on the dinosaur attraction because someone with a concealed weapons permit had had it fall off during the ride. Mm -hmm. Um, so you had those two things come back to back and Twitter was for two whole days Disney security is awful. You know, why would they let this happen? This and that and the other thing. And, and you know, it is. It's a shame that people have such a narrow view of things. And I think a lot of it is that there's a lot of people, you know, unfortunately, my podcast, my uh, Twitter list is 80 percent other podcasts. Mm -hmm. It's a very incestuous group of of uh, <laughs> of people. I mean, it's. I, I, it's funny. I'm actually appearing on another podcast on Thursday. It's just this cycle of, you know, you know, we all kibitz and all that. But I, I think a lot of people just use those things as a way of getting listeners and getting press and going out there and being super negative. You know, the reality of it was, and the kid has pleaded not guilty to it. The reality of it was he probably was screwing around with his friends and didn't realize what was going to happen. And it probably is something that's been happening on ODV vehicles in one form or another for years. Yeah. You know, they've had dry ice to refrigerate the sodas for years. And I could imagine someone taking a chip or two of, of dry ice, throwing it in an empty soda bottle and having it pop and scare the next person and having it be, you know, a relatively harmless prank. And then the one time that, you know, something happens where it's a much bigger explosion or it's in a garbage can, I will get, I, I pretty much feel like this kid did not mean to do this in a way that would scare people or harm people. Yeah. I, you know, I, I can't, I can't really say, you know, I wasn't there, Kyle, but well, I, no, no, I, I know, but I'm just saying, but you, you, but, but you but know, I, the mentality of people as they're working at the right, resorts. And, you know, just to speak a little bit to that, you know, when you're, when you're working at, you know, the magic kingdom, it, you know, you're, you, you kind of distance yourself kind of from re, from reality. You're sort of making a different reality and I, I don't want to psychoanalyze it or anything like that, but you know, you, you get a sense where, you know, sometimes even, even the guests kind of think of themselves kind of that they're not susceptible to the, the rules of society. Once they enter those, there gates. are people, there are people who believe they're not susceptible to the rules of physics. Right. <laughs> you know, I, I I caught a kid by the leg as he was jumping out of the back back of one of the Jungle Cruise boats to get onto the dock, and he missed. 
And I literally caught him by the leg to the point where his hair hit the water and he would have gone right down there into the propellers, mm. you know, and I, 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 oh my God, you, you know, as well as I do, the number of times we saw guests doing things that were blisteringly stupid. Yes. That, that because there's an, there's an, there's a, a feeling like there's a force field or a tractor beam that's going to keep you from hurting yourself in the parks. But the reality is it's just as dangerous as anywhere else. Yes, and and cast members for that matter, yeah. you know, I, you you definitely get a sense, you know, uh, what that that even cast members sort of embody this uh, this mindset that they are not susceptible to physics, as you said, or, or even just you know commonplace rules. Yeah. And and you know I you know I, there's no doubt that that I you know I, I think that at least at, to some degree it was a prank. It was not meant to to uh, to harm others. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't a bomb, right? It wasn't a bomb, but it does, you know, with the way our media uh, is sort of slanted and and to a certain degree, you know, the reaction and other th- and other things uh, happening, you know, with you know in Boston, you yeah. know, we're, it's a different time than than you know when we were there, and you know. I think those reactions are sort of reacting from that perspective. You oh know? yeah, yeah, and, and you can't screw around in that environment because it's just it's that's the part of the reason the ticket prices are so damn high is all of the liability insurance and all of the workers' comp and all of those things that that have come through from the unions and all that. A lot of that OSHA, a, OSHA, <laughs> a lot of that is what's driven the prices up. Is that there's so many workers' comp claims because you know I have a pinched nerve in it, in my hip and I have about a eight inch round spot on my leg where there's no feeling at all from when I was working at Malibuomer and pinched a nerve, mm. you know, I mean, and you look at all of those, uh, all of the injuries and things that happen as part of a workplace environment. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of reason why the, why the ticket prices do have to keep on going up. Yeah. Um, and I, I think a lot of the grumbling about ticket prices that happen, you know, obviously I think it's ridiculous, but at the same time, there's, there's some precedent. There's some reason why, these things go up, and part of it's the fact we have such a litigious society. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a it's a shame. It should it should it should it should all be free. We should all be able to go have a great time, and the employees should get paid twice what they're making now. But that's you know not going to happen. It's yeah, definitely not going to happen. And uh, you know, to a certain degree, I, I think that you know with that prices going up is a good thing to a certain degree. I I think that it. You know, of course, with inflation, you know, it goes up as well. But if they, if they can get the money and they I mean, if they can keep the park at 90 percent capacity or whatever it is with that kind of dollar revenue, they're going to keep bumping it up into the point when the when the attendance starts dropping and then it'll level out for a while. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't see the price increases stopping in the near future. Right. Every, every June 1st, we're going to see it. Yeah. Unfortunately for folks like us, it's going to be harder and harder to get out to the parks. Yeah. Well, not like I mean, I I don't think I've paid to get into the park in five years. Wow, that's the joy of still knowing people who work there, and you know, uh, <laughs> getting comp tickets from people every once in a blue moon to, when I go down. So that's awesome. Yeah, it's one of the great gifts of uh, of the the friendships that I've made is you know I can pimp them for park admission. <laughs> as part of their family that they're bringing me in because I'm sure that those tickets are for family members. Only, he said, thinking right. that Disney Legal might listen to this podcast. Uh, you never know. They do. <laughs> Believe me. Um, 
So the other, I mean, more onto the the positive side of things. Uh, are are you excited about the new movies coming out, Monsters University? I am. I'm excited about Monsters University. I'm I'm excited to to see. You know, Pixar has not disappointed me yet. Uh, I, so so I, you haven't seen Cars two, is what you're saying? You're right. Yeah, I haven't. Seen <laughs> Pixar has not disappointed you because you've missed the ones that they I've would disappoint Cars you. Too. Right. Oh, uh, I think it's awful. The whole thing about. Uh, you know they're they're uh, catering some of their movies to the current events too much. Pixar is so they're changing the name of the uh, the, the the sequel to Cars to you know Planes. It's going to be called Drones, <laughs> and it's going to be about the life of unmanned aerial vehicles. All right, never mind. I'm uh, excited about Trains. Trains would be a good movie. Submarines. Do a whole uh, underwater. They could cross it over with Nemo. That's right. I don't see a need for a second Nemo movie. I think that pretty much sums it up that, you know, you lo- you lose the kid the first time, you know, the second time you lose Dory. It's it, We basically have proven that uh, Marlin is not able to keep track of his friends and, and loved ones. <laughs> pretty much. That's that's <laughs> what it is all about. <laughs> um, well, we've told this story, but it was way back in the first episode about how um, the, uh, the uh, Pixar writers came on board the Jungle Cruise and very liberally took uh, one of the skipper's whale jokes about mm-hmm. the uh, whale language and then put that into the into the Finding Nemo movie. Right. It's all, all the way back in episode one, in case you right. guys want to go back. I did and, listen to that one, yeah. yeah. Uh, back in the archives when my audio quality sucked and I didn't know uh, how sensitive my microphones were. and We had the monorail going overhead and we had fans and it was just – my audio quality is terrible. I really – I actually talked to Kaz uh, over the weekend. We were at uh, – the big barbecue every year. Of course. Uh, and uh, Kaz was there and we talked about at some point we're going to redo another episode with her. Maybe the next time Benny's in town, we'll, we'll uh, do like a two year anniversary show with the guys who started it with me. That's awesome. So yeah, I've, hey, had a, I've had a lot of our that, generation on. Wasn't that uh, wasn't the whale joke Benny's? Yeah, it was Benny's. It was yeah, Benny's, but... Benny's whale joke. And, uh, no, they they came and they very. I mean, honestly, we he says he says it best. But you know, he was working for the company. He was doing that. You know, he cre- created that concept while he was there. So it was their their property. He had no negative uh, feelings about the fact that they took it. It's just you know part of the reality of when you work for a large company, they own your soul. Pretty much. So any any ideas you have while you're there, that's theirs. Well, and apart from that, and you know, I think it's it was a great idea, but uh, you know that that idea really gets to live on uh, forever. I mean, it does, it does. Yeah, I I, just, I don't see that movie now. The Incredibles too. I think there's a lot more. That's the one that needs to have a sequel, and I don't know why they haven't jumped all over that one. Because mm-hmm. it definitely has a lot more, a lot more in that tone. Yeah, absolutely. So and. You know, I I don't know how well that one did compared to to yeah. Nemo. And... Yeah, I mean, Nemo was a blockbuster. Nemo was gigantic. Yeah, and Incredibles. I don't think. I mean, it was good. I don't think it had the the giant box office, but right. Yeah, but I mean, we just had you know, it's been a bizarre you know couple of a uh, couple of weeks. We had the whole issue with the whole uh, Brave with Merida with uh, them making a sexier princess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was growing yeah. up. I mean, it's been a few years, and it's been you know a year since the movie. She got a little puberty hitting her. She got a nicer dress. You know, what's what's the problem with that? Well, you know, I th- I think 
you know, going back to the reaction, you know, I really feel like, you know, m many, many forms of media and other people want to use uh, Disney policies or, or ideas about the way characters look as a platform to talk about other to talk about other things to push and, their own personal politics. Maybe, maybe, maybe <laughs> <laughs> you think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. I, yeah, I mean, it's definitely, uh, I don't think that the um, uh, the more conservative coalitions of uh, people have found a lot of what Disney has done lately to be up their alley. Mm -hmm. So, Well, you know, just like with any business, you know, I mean, businesses are not always going to make the, you know, the best decisions that you think that they're going to make. And, you know, yeah. you shouldn't support them in that case. And I think it's going to just, it's such a, a blown over thing. And, you know, it'll, that whole thing will be forgotten in a, you know, not too, not too long down the road. Same with their whole, uh, trying to purchase the copyright for day of the dead. Oh, I didn't hear about that. Yeah. They're making an animated day of the dead feature. Um, and they wanted to trademark the name day of the dead. And, um, you could imagine that there were some Hispanic, uh, mm -hmm. uh groups that might've had a little issue with that. Yeah. I guess yeah <laughs> yeah um and then the other big the other big kind of theme parky news uh have you have you seen all the stuff coming out of universal in orlando this last week i did i did uh, transformers right oh uh, well transformers and simpsons uh simpsons street oh okay i, I didn't see the simpsons part. oh oh the simpsons one super cool they have moe's bar where you can get a non-alcoholic flaming mo. That's awesome. And I, I wonder if they have an alcoholic version that's the Flaming Homer, but of course they wouldn't go to that level. But <laughs> right. uh, no, you can get Duff Beer, you can get Buzz Cola, uh, you can get a Krusty Burger. Um, they have apparently the food court has some of the best food there. Um, Cletus's Waffle Shack, you know, chicken or possum or whatever he's serving. Uh, but yeah, they've really, you know, they added a couple attractions. They have the Simpsons ride. So they've they've really gone whole hog to to kind of embrace some of their other properties. That's great, and and I did hear that it's it it, it appears at this point that Hogwarts uh, or it's coming 20, to L A. Uh, 20, yeah. 2015 yeah. opening. So we're two years away for that summer. So that's uh, exciting. Yeah, they're they're closing down the Gibson Amphitheater. Okay. Uh, taking that whole venue out, and they're gonna have it actually be bigger than the Hogwarts in uh, in Orlando. Super excited about that. Yeah. So have you been? To, you haven't been to the Orlando one, have you? I have. I have actually. Oh, I'm so jealous. It's amazing. It's amazing. I am so jealous. You know, because I'm. Uh, I'm sure this is relative knowledge since you're a Facebook friend of mine. Of course, I'm getting married uh, up in November. I heard uh, that. For, Congratulations. Uh, it's fantastic. She's an amazing girl. I don't know what she's doing with me. Um, for some reason, she doesn't want to go to Orlando for our honeymoon. I I don't know why strange yeah i know two weeks in a you know two weeks in hawaii instead for some yeah. reason i it's bizarre i maybe i, I get it i don't i don't either maybe uh maybe i've made a mistake in my choice who knows <laughs> but no. you can always go there for vacation though right no yeah of course no i'm not i'm not actually upset about that it'd be nice to go to the simpsons thing and and hogwarts but uh, i actually i hope they do some simpsons stuff here um at universal la i think that would be a really great addition because uh, you know, I think it's a property that's been ripe for use. And I think they, based upon what I've seen, they've actually done it right. Um, you know, they, they have the love tester in Moe's that actually works. I mean, you know, their, their costume characters actually aren't hideous of Marge and Homer. 
I mean, it's it's a pretty cool, you know, take on it, and they really seem to done it well. And it's funny. I think Universal is is better at theming food, you know, around their attractions because like Butterbeer at Harry Potter and yes, uh, uh, I, I think the Butterbeer is way better than the uh, the Disney. I guess, it's not even an equivalent, but uh, what is the what is the one the, the uh, Lafou's Brew? I don't know if you've heard about that one. No, I haven't. Yeah, it's it's kind of like a, an apple flavored uh, frozen yeah. beverage, not as good as Butterbeer. No, I wouldn't think so. I mean, of course, I would just go for the margaritas over at California Adventure. That's probably uh, pretty good. Yeah, a uh, little Carl Strauss Brewery action over there. So there you go. Now we're done. Yeah, I, I don't see the big fuss, the alcohol and parking. I've talked about this on the podcast before. You know, it's it's not that big of a deal. It's it's a different time than it was in the 1950s. So that it is. Yeah. Uh, now, is it true? Have you heard that uh, out in Florida that they do allow uh, alcoholic beverages in, in uh, Magic Kingdom? Yeah, they actually yeah. have a single restaurant that is table service. You can't take it out of the restaurant, and uh, it's all. Uh, Importing craft beers and they're all ten bucks a bottle or more. So right. it's it's not like someone is you know going to be taking cups out there and chugging it in the park and and getting out of control. Right. Um, you know honestly, people have been smuggling in flasks into the park since the '60s. If someone really wants to come to Disney and get bombed, they they're they're going to. And I don't think that the culture is such that it impacts the way children perceive things or international travelers. If anything, I think Europeans looked at us and wondered why we didn't have alcohol. Um, Cause it's Good very point. much part of their culture. It is. You're right. So yeah, no, I, I think it's actually, it's fine. It's at one restaurant, you know, people are like, well, the camel's nose is going to get under the tent. And I'm like, what does that metaphor even mean? There's that's, you know, <laughs> there are no camels here. <laughs> Why are why are the camels drinking alcohol at <laughs> at a theme park? It's just ridiculous. Why would you use that analogy? Great point, Kyle. It I'm is. Not... That's that one's. That's that's my debate skills from high school coming back. <laughs> well I'm, done. Well light, done. Too. Light on light on my feet, I'd say. So. So yes, well, we get to fill about uh, seven or eight more minutes, then I can make my time quotas for this because uh, we're obviously so inspired to things to talk about. <laughs> Did you did you <laughs> have any by the way, that section is getting cut, so just to be clear. I kinda figured. <laughs> uh, did you have any uh any fun celebrity uh encounters while you were working the jungle cruise? I think we all had our our little moments. Any anything strike you as fun or interesting, or did you get to meet anyone? I, I did get to meet um Lindsay Lohan. Yep. That was interesting. Back in the Herbie days. Yeah, back in the Herbie days. Um uh, got to got to sit with her sister and her dad. Um just um, nothing, nothing too crazy to talk about. Um, but you know, she she was pretty cool at the time. Uh, you know, she she definitely seemed to enjoy her experience uh, on my on my boat, and uh, as as the, did the family. So it was, that was a cool experience. Uh, Nicholas Cage, uh, I I think I saw saw him on the dock, and he kind of looked pensively at, at the boat before getting in, and then that, and then he. He went into the boat. That's all I remember about that. Strange, yeah, strangely enough, that uh, that's like the third Nicolas Cage experience people have had. He, uh, they, they come to the park regularly. So, mm-hmm. uh, Johnny Depp was always really strange coming into the park. You yeah. Know? Well, I, I had, um, I was working at the Pirates uh, around the time of the Pirates premieres, mm-hmm. 
Um, and I actually uh, got to take um, uh, an entourage with uh, Mr. Depp and Orlando Bloom and uh, a whole bunch of guests. And all that. They actually loaded them backstage, back nice. in the, the boat boat docks. Mm-hmm. And we came out through the, the gates and all that. And they kind of had their backs to the guests. And they were like, yeah, we don't, don't make a fuss out of it. And uh, so, yeah, I got to take them. And then immediately after returning to the docks and unloading Johnny Depp and Orlando Bloom, uh, I was promptly beaten to a pulp by every one of the female skippers <laughs> who uh, desperately had wished it was them. Right. So Johnny Depp's a short, short man. No, they, they had a great sense of humor. They had a lot of fun. They weren't paying a damn bit of attention to me. And uh, it was a great time. That's awesome. That's a great experience. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, I mean, I think I've, I've pretty much covered all of my major. You know, we're into forty episodes. I'm sure I've plugged pretty much everyone who I've had come on. So uh, we had the fun time with when when uh, Hugh Hefner and his three girlfriends came out. That was interesting. I wasn't there for that day, but apparently a lot of the other uh, male skippers had a uh, were watching their hands when they were loading those girls into the into the boat. <laughs> I bet. I have I have a ton of respect for Hugh Hefner. I I think that there's a great article that was written. Uh, I want to say it was Esquire, Esquire or GQ. I think Esquire not too long ago about how his son is taking over the company and at at you know Hugh's age at uh, Hefner's age that basically you know he has his movie nights, he has his dinners, he just has this kind of routine in his life, and it's it's really an interesting read. If uh, Google it, I mean, that's what the internet's good for. <laughs> right. But uh, it's it's in, and his son looks dead on like him. So that that's kind of crazy. I do but, have a really funny story about Anna Nicole Smith. Um, may she rest in peace. May she rest in peace. Yes. Absolutely. Um, but it was probably the craziest experience I had on on Jungle. Uh, not only just with with a celebrity, but any any guest. Um, basically, what happened was she, uh, we started. We left the dock, and uh, she had uh, a few plaids with her. And uh, and so we got about where the maybe the, where the mist was, maybe um, uh, the danger box. And and all of a sudden she decided that she wanted to start surfing in the middle of the boat. So she would she got up on the center crates and started surf like trying to surf. And then, like, I didn't realize what was happening. So, of course, I slowed the boat down and she was like, I'm surfing, I'm surfing. And I'm like, ma'am, you have to sit down. We have to continue our tour. But oh. it was it was really crazy. I'm like and, and like about every other scene, she would just try to get up. And, and I felt so bad for the guest relations cast members because they you know they were trying to get her to sit down and she, the whole time she wanted to to, to be a part the of the show she really did was, was there was it were there guests in the boat or was it just a vip boat no there it was a vip boat but yeah. um but she did especially right where the ndq was she she really wanted to, to make to it be the know. center of attention she, she sure did yeah well that's the power of recreational drugs that's that's <laughs> what i've heard but <laughs> i don't know as i'm straight as an arrow yeah um yeah, no, it's uh, it's crazy how, you know, 99 times out of 100, the, the VIPs and the people coming through don't want to be noticed. They don't want to make a big deal. They're very respectful of it. And then every once in a while, you get someone who just goes crazy with it. I, I heard a Wesley Snipe story um, where he at the Dancing Native stood up and was like, yo, brothers. And I'm just like, really? <laughs> Okay, Wesley Snipes, sit down back on the boat, and I'm That's just awesome. like, really? Um, 
the uh, the guys from from Orlando tell, told a great story a couple episodes back about James Brown uh, basically doing the opposite of uh, keeping a low profile after they were told to to have a very low profile for him. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, it's you know I said most of the time people are really good, and then every once in a while they just surprise you. They really do. It's a nice way of saying it. So, but it's a you know it's a great way to break up the monotony of going around uh, you know again and again and and you know it's always the you know those experiences that'll stay with you yeah so are you finding it's uh it's a major shift living in coldsville illinois versus oh uh i can't live in the north i mean i have a horrible allergy to snow <laughs> i do too uh oh. and i found that out unfortunately the hard way um yeah I, you know i have adapted actually to the cold weather i hate it i'm ready to come back to sunny southern california and uh you know it's it's one of those things you know when i first came out here though it was it was you know i had a parka and snow boots uh, i've adapted and acclimated since so now uh, you know i typically will go out in sub zero temperatures and just a hoodie and some you know some jeans yeah. and, and just shoes but so your body gets used to it but it's just the dreariness of just you walk outside every day and it's it's gloomy it's there's there's no sun yeah well you know for for me what i understand helps uh, thicken your blood is uh, as an antifreeze is alcohol but as a as an educator i wouldn't recommend that for you i don't think that's a good lifestyle that, choice no no definitely no. not one that i've taken so no. No. the um uh it's do you remember the old the um thunder jackets the cold weather brown ones, the really thick padded ones. Yes, uh, I do remember those. The, mm-hmm. the, the thickest, most luxurious, fat marshmallowy coats you could ever have. It was like a marshmallow. I I had a ten day trip where five days it was, in a, it was in January of '05, and it was five days in Orlando and then five days in New York, and that was the year that they had twenty degree below wind chills in the city in New York. Mm-hmm. And we knew it, it was going to be cold. We didn't know it was going to be that bad. Well, at the time, I was only working at the park. I didn't. I wasn't doing as well financially, and there was no way that I could afford to to buy a coat to take to New York with me. It was just not going to happen. So um, I really wanted, you know, something nice and heavy. And those thunder jackets looked really appealing. So I actually sweet talked them into giving me like a thunder GC shift like a week before I left. Nice. So I could check the coat out of costuming, <laughs> take it with me to New York with a Disneyland Parks, you know, logo on the yes. on the front of it, wore it all around New York. It was so cold, we had to um we like we went and got Saran wrap at a restaurant and put it over our face so we wouldn't get wind chill. Mm. Um we were at 30 Rock at Rockefeller Center and there a chunk of ice had come off one of the tall buildings maybe like 30 feet in front of us and like sliced into a guy's arm. Yeah. I mean, I'm just like, Oh my God, how can it's like a death trap when it's that cold and that icy in that city? Yeah. It's scary. It's uh, definitely scary. The good news is we saw like, you know, Avenue Q and wicked and rent like front row half price tickets. Cause nobody in their right mind was out that time. Even though those jackets, I still wish to this day that I had that jacket. It's like a portable igloo or, you know, Yes. Small village wrapped around you. So, but everything, yeah. everything else is, we haven't caught up. Everything else is good with you and uh career sounds good. I know you have a fantastic wife. Give her my regards. I, uh, we, we've interacted a couple times, uh, the three of us. So 
Yeah, we have. And, you know, everything's everything's great. I do have some good news. I think I told you that I am returning to California uh, later this month. That is fantastic. Now, is it perma- so, permanent uh, relocation? It will be a permanent relocation, yep. That is super awesome. Hopefully uh, hopefully not because your wanderlust is bringing you back to the jungle, but I'm hoping you're continuing <laughs> your role of shaping the young minds of tomorrow so that they can learn chemical reactions between dry ice and Coke bottles. Yes, something like that. Something like that. Right. Well, it'll be great to have you back down here. Hopefully we'll uh, get you around here. We're going to, uh, for my birthday, I think we're going to, uh, my 42nd birthday, oddly enough. So we're going to have a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy themed party. For, oh, that's awesome. For Kyle. 42. So uh, if you're around in July, we might be hanging out at Trader Sam's in our uh, bathrobes and towels. I look forward to it. Sounds awesome. That'll be a good time. Hey, get in touch with me when you get back. Uh, thanks for doing this. I mean, I always like to have people, uh, I, I, a big variety of people on the podcast, but the the fact that you and I and I've, such great uh, memories of our training together. And for me, really, you know, without getting too sentimental, because we all know that that's not my strong point. Um, but, you know, it, the relationship that you and I had at Jungle helped me. I'm not saying relationship, because Shannon, don't get me wrong. Don't, yes. I don't want her You're to get the wrong the idea. Shannon, don't get it was, the wrong it idea. Was, it was a few dates and, uh, that's all. yeah, that's that weekend in that. Cabo and, you know. You weren't but, supposed to mention that, but. Okay. But, um. But no, no, uh, you know, being in that uh, environment with you and having had that friendship with you and, you know, I always knew that if I was in rotation with you that I would get maxed on because we had that kind of relationship. We sure did. Um, but it, it was definitely one of the two or three defining relationships for me at Disney. And uh, since I've been doing this now, uh, we had almost uh, 10,000, 11,000 downloads last month. Uh, this has become a kind of a thing, and I wanted to make sure I had you on the show because, you know, uh, you were you kind of epitomized that whole era of Disney for me. So, thank you for having me on, Kyle. Really appreciate it. Um, I I extend the the, the same the same uh, to you. You know, every going to Jungle uh, every day and and knowing you were gonna to work, you know, uh, with me was an awesome experience. I, I loved working with you, and. Uh, Wish I, I could go back. Yeah, I got into more trouble because I tried to crack you up. <laughs> I, I think I, you you would be on the dock and I'd come in with a boat, and you know we would do dock jokes or whatever. And I I definitely did my my best to try to get you to laugh. So yeah, that you did. So uh, let me I'm gonna do my uh, my kind of housekeeping and maintenance here for everyone uh, for our lovely audience. Um, got a couple of fun new things on the website. We have some new Facebook sharing options, made it a little bit easier for you to share the uh, podcast experience with your friends and family on Facebook. So go ahead and share us out. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash jungle cruise, C R E W S. We're also on Twitter and we have a pretty strong, uh, presence there, uh, where we are pretty, we update often. Our Twitter handle is at Skipcast S K I P C A S T. And uh, while you're on Twitter, you can also uh, hear news with Joey and Trevor, with uh, Joey and Trevor uh, talk to each other. You know you know Joey and Trevor, Greg. Of course. They are great guys. And uh, the show is great. They took a month off. They came back with their batteries recharged, and they are funnier than ever. Uh, so you can catch them over at Joey and Trevor. Uh, talk to each other, joeyandtrevor.podbean.com. And uh, beyond that, guys, if you need to get a hold of us, catch us on Facebook or Twitter. Look forward to bringing you the next episode, hopefully next week. And uh, for everyone out there, a hearty and happy Kungaloosh. And there we go. Cool. That's that's the show of shows. So. Awesome.
And because I had two cancellations over the weekend, this is going to get uh, edited and pushed out tomorrow. Yes. Sounds so. good, Kyle. 